Today I want to talk to you about courage because last week we talked about faith. And you know, when you have faith, um, you know, it's, it's the ability to move beyond your moments. And, and, and it's important for us to have faith. And, you know, we talked about it's a time when the fight is at your front door. It's a time to have faith. It's not a time to get scared. It's not a time to run, but it's a time to believe and trust in God's ability and his provisions and, and his ability to change your story. It's about faith. But there are also times when we as people need courage because this really is something that, that no one can give you on their own. It's something that you're going to have to mustard up. I don't know why we always say mustard. I hate mustard. But, you know, we got to catch up up. You know, maybe mustard works better. I don't know. But, you know, the thing is we're going to have to stir up this courage in our life. And so how do we have courage? Joshua 1 tells us in verse 1, After the death of Moses, a servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. And I will give you every place where you set your foot as I have promised Moses. Verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, never forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So here, Moses is dead. The Lord reminds Joshua of this and says, just as I was with him, I'm going to be with you. And everywhere you step, everywhere you go, I will give you that. I will give you what I have promised. And he tells them, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. The ideal of courage is hard for some of us. And so I want to give you a great example of what courage, a a picture of courage. It comes from this this movie called The Wizard of Oz. You remember The Wizard of Oz. And you remember the scarecrow wanted a brain. The tin man wanted some oil. Oh, no, I mean, he wanted a heart. And, uh, and then you had the lion, right, who was cowardly. And, and, uh, and do you remember the, what he said? Courage. What makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What makes a flag on the mast to wave? Courage. What makes an elephant charge his tusk in, in the mighty mist or the dusty dust? What makes a muskrat guard his musk? Courage. What makes the sphinx the seventh wonder of the word? Courage. What makes the dawn come up like thunder? Courage. What makes the tater tot hot dish hot? Well, actually, he said hot and tot, but I have no idea what hot and tot is. So what makes the tater tot hot dish hot? What puts the ape in apricot? What, it, what uh, they have that I ain't got? And then Dorothy and her friends looked at him and said, courage, right? The, the lion was cowardly. He needed courage. What is courage? Well, the definition, just according to the dictionary, means mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, or withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. It is a mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, to withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. What do I need that I don't got? Courage. Sometimes we just need courage. Sometimes we just need to have the strength to endure and to persevere even in the midst of danger, fear, or difficulty. Courage is tied to a moment. Courage is tied when when you're in that moment where you're facing that decision and you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do and the the danger's there, the fear is there, the, 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 the difficulties are there right in front of your face. And in that moment, you will realize whether you are a person of courage 
or a person of fear. If you're a person who's willing to stand their ground and to be mentally strong or you will run and flee in fear. God commands us, though. Think about this. God commands us, just as he commanded Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It's a command. And God wants us in the midst of danger, fear, of the unknown to be courageous. He's commanding us. He is not asking us. He's telling us, be strong and courageous. In the Old Testament, it literally means to show oneself strong. To show oneself strong. It's not related to how strong you are on the outside, but how you present yourself. How you perceive, how you present yourself. The quality of your mind and your spirit being courageous. In the New Testament, the word courage is tied to the ideal of boldness, confidence, fearless. So do you show yourself strong confident and fearless or do you find yourself thinking these thoughts i can't it'll never happen i'm so afraid i don't know what to do when you start talking like that when you start talking like that then all of a sudden your leadership is not having the influence that it needs god is not having the influence that he needs over your life because when you start realizing or thinking that you can't do something or that it'll never change or there's no hope then what you have done is you basically told god i i listen i've tried to follow you but i don't believe you anymore i don't believe you anymore i was watching a submarine movie i love submarine movies I just love them, you know, and, and one of my favorite movies, Hunt for Red October. I mean, I just love submarine movies. And I don't remember which submarine movie I used to, I was watching, but what the, the you know, it's always the, the captain of the ship who's in charge, and, and he, uh, he wasn't sure what to do. And so finally, one of his, one of his you know, uh, privates come up to him and said, or one of his, you know, people on his staff came up and said, listen, it's your job to lead. It's our job to follow. And, and that's why we need courage, because it's not our job to lead. That's God's job. But we need to have the mental strength and stability and stableness in our life to follow the one who is in control. But unlike the captain of the submarine ships in the movies, God knows what to do. He knows exactly what to do. But you must show yourself to be a person of courage. We must show ourselves to be strong because of His Word. We must show confidence in our weakness because Jesus has already given us the victory. We must live with the belief that His grace is sufficient. It's more than enough for us. We don't need to walk in fear, but in hope. We don't need to live in doubt, but in trust. And we don't have to worry, but have confidence. So how can you have this kind of courage? Well, first, you have to have courage because of His timing. His timing. You notice what it said in verse 2. Get ready to cross the Jordan River. He told Joshua, get ready to cross the Jordan River. Listen, there is a moment when God is asking you to just get ready to go. Get ready. This morning I was here at the church early. I called my girls at home because mom is away having some fun with her sisters. And so I'm in charge of, of these young ladies. And I said, listen, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to a church, going to get everything all set. I'm going to come back at 9 o'clock sharp and I want you to be ready. I want you to stand outside. I want your thumbs to be hitchhiking and just boom, get in the car and we're going. 
Well, I, I got a phone call about 908. Where are you, Dad? I'm on my way. I'm coming, right? Because they knew it was time to get ready, and they were ready. They were ready. There are times when you just need to be ready. But here's the amazing thing about this story is that when God asked them to get ready, it was at the flood stage of the river. In chapter 3, it says, Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest. And yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing and it piled up in heat at a great distance away. The river was completely cut off, so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. God told Joshua, get ready. Get ready. Well, God, wait, hold on. Do you, do you know what time it is, God? It's flood season right now. The river's not just this little bitty river where we can cross. It is a huge, massive river that if we try to cross it, our animals will be swept away, our kids won't make it. What are you talking about? God said, get ready. He's never asking you to look at the river. He's not asking you to figure it out. He's asking you to get ready. And that's why I believe in order to have courage, you must believe in his timing. Even if it doesn't make sense, you must believe. I heard a great line at prayer and fasting. It says, understanding can wait, but obedience cannot. I love that. Understanding can wait, but obedience cannot. And the reason why God said to get ready is because he already had a plan. He already knew he was going to depart the rivers as soon as the priest stepped foot in that river. But here's the thing. You have to do it on God's timing. Because there were times when Israel disobeyed. And they said, no, no, no. We can go win this battle. And, and, the, and you know, Moses says, no, listen. God told us not to do it. You're, you're not going to do it. No, we'll go do it. And they go out and they get their butts whooped. And they come back crying. Why? Because it wasn't the right time. But when you must be people of courage. You must know that what God's time and when it is. And, and when he says go, you go. When he says get ready, you get ready. Stop looking at the river. Stop looking at excuses why it can't happen or it won't happen. And you just get ready. Because when God says, hey, I'm coming at 9 o'clock sharp, you better be waiting. And I had three pretty girls standing there at the curb, just well, at the house waiting. And I come up in this beautiful junky car. You know, but they were ready. It's time to get ready. So if you want to be people of courage, you got to understand his timing. And if he's, he's not going to fail you, he's not going to leave you. He's going to come and he already has it worked out. So stop looking at your life situation. Stop thinking it's not going to work in this time. Know that his timing is always perfect. So you have to have courage because of his timing, but you also have to have courage because of his promises. In verse 3, God says, I will give you every place where you step your foot. I will give you every place where you set your feet. Joshua was already seeing the promised land. Do you remember the story where Moses sent out the 12 spies and Joshua and Caleb were apart with the other 10? And they go out to this land and, and Moses says, listen, I want you to go and spy out. I want you to see the land that God has promised us. And so these 12 go out and they come back and the majority of them said, we can't go out and defeat these people because they're giants, man. We look like little, little peons. We look like little people compared to them. We're never going to do it. They're going to make us slaves. Here's a bright idea, Moses. Why don't we just go back to Egypt and be slaves again? At least we had our leeks and our, our, our fish from the Nile. At least we could have a steady job. Let's just go back to slavery. 
Look at this. They were willing to put their hope in their past instead of the promise of the future. Why? Because they weren't courageous. But God had already promised them the land. And he says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. They were already promised. Even when he sent the twelves out, Moses said this. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. It is a done deal. It's a done deal. Case closed. It's settled. We won. We have the promised land. But yet these people were so afraid that they would rather die as slaves than pursue what God has promised. Why? Because we don't like the battles. We like it easy. We like it easy. Man, the one, of, one of the reasons why I love watching TV, I love watching TV because of the commercials. Because every commercial promise, promises that all I have to do is take this pill and things are just going to go away. All I have to do is just drink this little juice and I'm healed. All I have to do is buy this, you know, this little electric band thing that shakes me and man, I'm going to lose 30 pounds tomorrow morning. You know, because we like it easy. No one likes the hard work of doing what is necessary to get ready. We do like it easy. I like it easy. Man, if it was just a pill, I would have bought them. But it doesn't come that way. Sometimes when God promises us things, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But if you keep on doing it, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. God told them, I am giving you the land. It is already promised. But we cannot stop believing, stop trusting that's why Hebrews 10.36 says you need to persevere so when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He, what God has promised you. I don't care how big, I don't care how great, I don't care how massive you think it is. If God has promised it to you, you better hold on and you better keep believing because His promises will never fail. When I come to the altar and I pray, and I was, I was here praying um, this Tuesday and Wednesday, and I just said, Lord, I just, and I laid out my big requests. I laid out some really big ones. I said, God, I want you to do this. Our building is falling apart. Our people are, some people are scared to even come back to church. God, we need people. We need resources. We need this. We need a new building. And I said, but God, I lay it all at your feet because I know what you promised. I know what you promised, and it's going to happen. I know what you promised. And even though the river looks like it's flooding, and even though it looks like it's going to be impossible, even though it looks like things will never change, I know that the one who has promised me is not going to fail me. That's what I know. And that's why you got to have courage, because if you persevere, God will reward you. God will reward you. My wife would make these little chore books, and she would deceive our children. And say, if you do all these things, you get a gift. Olivia worked so hard to get all her points. And all she wanted was her Scooter's coffee. And she goes to mom. Was it Scooter's, right? Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Even worse. Dairy Queen, you know. So she already, or better. And so, so she, goes, she goes to mom. She says, mom, I worked so hard for you. I've done everything you asked. I did it. I want my reward. And what does my wife say? Go see your father. I'm <laughs> like, I didn't make this deal, right? Because she knows that your father will reward you. And you said, sometimes we try so hard and we try to impress God. We try to, but all he wants is obedience. It took a while, but you got your Dairy Queen. It took a while, but they got their reward. Why? Because we want to be people of our word. And I know this, that our Father in heaven never has failed us. He never changes his mind. He is not a God who lies. He is not a man who lies. 
He is a God who speaks and he acts. He's a God who prophesies and it comes to pass. God is going to fulfill his promises. That's why we have to have courage. Not because of the river, not because of the problems, not because of the things that we go through, but because we know that he is the one who is able to divide those things in his right time and he will fulfill the promise. He told him, I am giving you this land. So Hebrews 10.36 again. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. The author of Hebrews did not say, well, I hope it comes to pass. He said, you will receive it. You will receive it. That's the kind of courageous faith. That's the kind of courage that you need, the mental strong. Because I want to just tell you this, that sometimes the biggest battles we face are in our minds. And it's not because God is against us, because we're coming under every evil attack. It is simply because our minds are telling us that it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's never going to fail. And, and our minds start to bring discouragement and start to bring depression and start to bring these doubts and these fears and these worries. But sometimes it's okay to just turn your mind off and just meditate on His faithfulness. We were at a tournament yesterday and and I was helping the, the volleyball team out, so I, I was riding the bus, you know, and I was so glad the, the bus driver was the guy because we were the only two guys on this volleyball bus. And I'm sitting all the way up in the front, and we're driving in the backwoods of Minnesota, and all you saw was just farmland. And it was beautiful, and you could see the sun rising. And I just... I wasn't listening to anything. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to engage in any of the conversations because I don't know what women were talking about. You know, I could barely understand my wife. How am I going to try to figure out everyone else and what they're talking about? So I'm just there as a guy, just looking out this window, watching the sunrise, and just letting my mind be at peace. Because, man, I got some problems in my life. God, I got some big needs in my life. God, I got some, I got some things that I need you to do, and I need you to do them quickly. And I, all these things, but I just let those things settle. And I looked out the window, and I saw the sun, and I said, Surely, Lord, as the sun shall rise, your faithfulness will never end. I can count on that sun coming and bringing light every day. I can count on you because your faithfulness never ends. They are new every morning. That's why I was, sing I was singing that song again on the bus ride yesterday. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So trust his timing. Trust his promises. And you also have to be courageous and be strong because you can trust his presence. God told Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But God, you don't understand this land is filled with giants. These people are huge. They have more resources. They have the high ground, God. Who are we? We're just a bunch of slaves. We don't know how to fight. We're not warriors. We're not people that can go up to these massive armies and overtake them. God, don't you understand? But God says, listen, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you, and I will never leave you, never forsake you. I want you to get that in your spirit, because even in the most darkest in time and struggles that you ever have, God is always there with you. God is always there with you. I was brought up thinking about the desert, 
thinking about, you know, sometimes we're in this desert and it's dry and, you know, and God can't be found and, and he's just watching you. Let me tell you something. I've come to realize that, yeah, we sometimes go through deserts. We sometimes go through spiritual dryness in our life. Sometimes we go through those times where it just seems like God isn't there. But he said he would never leave us, never forsake us. I just read in my personal devotions just yesterday in Matthew 28 that Jesus said that I will be with you to the very end of the age that my Jesus is with me through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me. He is with me. He is with you. And no matter what the river looks like, no matter what the timing or the, the situations that you face, God is with you. That His presence is with you. It's so comforting to know when His presence is with us. Psalm 138.7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes, and with your right hand you save me. Though I walk through the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You Why? Because he's there. He's not afar. He's there. God is there. Psalm 46, one of my favorite verses. God is our refuge and strength. Strength an ever-present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Do you want to know when you can be the closest to God? Is in your troubles and in your worries, in your fears, because then you will realize that He's right there with you. He's right there with you. Even when even when Hannah was thrown out of the care of Abraham and Rebecca, or um, Abraham and uh, Sarah, and Sarah got rid of her because of Ishmael, and she was jealous of this son that she had, and she kicked him out and sent him away. And Hannah's there, and, and she's crying because she's going to die. And God sends this angel. God sends, I believe, Jesus because it was the angel of the Lord. And she even says that I spoke to God. So I believe that God sent Jesus to her. In the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere, he was there. God will always be there. He is always present. And even in your times of trouble, he is ever present. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. He's right there with you. That's why you can be courageous. Because I know that my dad is with me. That my father, who controls every single thing in this world, is with me. When I was in college, I let my apartment, I basically rented my apartment out to one of my friends. And um, he left me with a whole bunch of bills. I mean, he ran the air conditioner the whole time, never shut it off. He left every light on. Left, and I got the utility bill, and and it was it was you know almost two hundred dollars, and you know in college that's that's a whole lot of money. And he put five dollars on the bill, and said, "Here's the help out towards the utilities." Five dollars, and I was. I was just hurting because, you know, I just got off an internship and I didn't really make anything on internship. And, you know, I didn't have no money. I literally walked on the campus with nothing. And here I have this bill. And my parents were with me that day, though. 
My parents were with me because they came to my last day of internship, and, and so we went down to school, and we came to my apartment, and, and my dad saw that I was just upset. And he says, son, what's wrong? I said, dad, my, my friend left me a $195 bill, and he gives me five bucks for it. And I don't know what to do. I, I'm just, and I just started to just be overcome by this bill. And my dad, you know, he's not the richest guy in the world. He worked hard and his whole life at the foundry. And he looks at me and says, son, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't understand, dad. I don't got no money. I got but my dad was basically saying this, listen, son, I'm here. I'm going to help you out. Don't worry about it. So many times we get caught up because we look on the table and we see the doctor's report or we, get, we, we, we see our friendships fail and we see our children running from the Lord. We see all these things that are just collapsing our health, all these things that are just going on and we're so concerned about it but we forget that right there in that place is a father who has every single resource we need. He has every single thing that we need to help us, and he just wants to get our attention, say, listen, hey, 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 it's going to be okay. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. God is ever-present in times of trouble. So we must be courageous because his timing, because of his promises, because of his presence, and finally, why do we need to be courageous? Because he told us to. He told us to. He told Joshua, be strong and courageous. It's a command. We've been commanded by our superior officer. We've been told by the one who is our commander-in-chief, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, pick up your head, be strong. Be strong. He said, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law of my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left that you may be successful in every do. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I want you to know that God is commanding you. He is telling you, be strong and courageous. Courageous. Don't face this life thinking that you're doing it on your own. That his ability, his presence, his promises, his, his whole presence is with you in those moments. Be strong and courageous. That's why whenever battles come our way, whenever things happen in our life, I just, I literally just dig my feet in and I say, God, I'm not moving until you do what you promised. God, I'm not going to run from this place. I'm not going to run from my fears and my worries and concerns. I'm going to look right at that river. And I'm going to do what you asked me to do. And the Bible says that it wasn't until their feet touched the water. Sometimes you need to touch the battle before you. And then God will just open up the doors. But I want you to know that he is with you. He is for you. And he is telling you. Be strong and courageous. This reminds me, in 2012, when I was so afraid of what God was asking me to do, I was so afraid. And I went down in my room, my office, to pray. 
And I just was so overcome. It was one of the moments where I literally felt like a panic attack was happening. I was so overwhelmed in my thoughts of failure and discouragement and fear and anxiety. And I just remember sitting down in my office. And this whole thing lasted for about 30 seconds. Okay, so I'm going down to my office to pray. I'm going down to my office to pray. I sit down in my chair. And I just, I just get ready to get it out. And God just came in that room. And he says, do not be afraid, Pete. Do not be afraid. God commands us to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Stop thinking I can't. Stop thinking it's not going to happen. Stop thinking it's never going to change. Stop thinking this, this person will never change. This situation will never change. Stop thinking those thoughts because that, that does not come from God. Just believe. Have faith, but have courage because those two things go hand in hand. How many have ever seen someone who's full of faith and had no courage? <laughs> oh, I believe God can do anything. Hopefully they won't find me. But when you know the story, when you know that you've already won, you will walk with confidence. That's why when I walk into a room, I feel like, especially this, you know, just a, a little bit ago, I was at the prayer and fasting retreat, all these pastors, these pastors have mega churches, these pastors are dressed sharp, these pastors, you know what I walk in? I said, yep, they don't know who I am. I am the largest pastor in southern Minnesota. They don't know it. My town don't know it. My church believes it. Because I'm walking in the confidence of God. Be courageous.